Hey everyone, welcome back to In It For The Long Haul. This is Lexi. And this is Zeke. And we're excited to be back with another double episode. We're including both hometowns and fantasy suites in this week's episode due to just scheduling conflicts and life getting busy. Yeah, life got a little crazy and we weren't able to record last week, but I think that our double episode last time went pretty well. And so yeah, it's nice to kind of feel to ha- like we have that flexibility to be able to skip a week. And hopefully our fans understand. Absolutely. But we're excited to be back with you. And personally, hometowns are my favorite week of the year. Yeah, they're they're a good one. I don't, week of the year or your favorite episode <laughs> of Bachelor? Hmm. Sometimes <laughs> there's not a difference. Wow. <laughs> no. Bold statement. It's my favorite week of the season, I guess. Yeah, your favorite episode. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, no, it's a fun episode. Lots of potential for fun characters or explosive situations. You really never know what you're going to get. Or future Bachelor or Bachelorettes via the contestants' siblings. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened, but we can always dream the, and always hope. Yeah, I mean, the fans, though, they, they hope for it because yeah. um, we've got some good-looking sibs. That's always the case. Yeah, that's true. Well, anything, do you have anything about anything else before we just jump straight into the episode? No, let's just get right into it. All right. Well, the first hometown uh, was Susie. And so we're headed to Virginia to meet Susie's family. But first, we're going to find out if Clayton likes to be choked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a statement. I mean, I I remember from Susie's intro package that she did jujitsu among other things she had so many things too too many things um lots of things so i'm not surprised that they are um incorporating that into her hometown date yeah the um i don't know not super notable things it definitely seemed like she like actually choked him a couple times like like in a jujitsu way um where he had to like tap to get her to stop um they had a move called supposedly called shrimping i don't know if that's real or not or if it's they just got the instructor to say it um but we had to just continue on with this shrimp theme well shanae is at home watching this pleased with herself that she is still influencing this show in some way um long after her departure (laughs) yeah surely surely um I don't know who Shirley is, but not on this season. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Dad joke. Yeah. But yes, yeah, uh, Susie is nervous because she says that she's different from where she's from. I don't know if they ever really explore this or flesh this out a ton. Um, but that was like a potential point of conflict that going into this hometown. Um, and I mean, they don't really see Virginia Beach um or yeah, feel true. the culture of it during their time they just go to jujitsu gym <laughs> it's a big uh, naval community and oh. i don't know if um her family is associated with the navy in any way but um you know i do believe it's a pretty transient community too and she's traveled a lot so in that way i don't know that she is super different but yeah you're right they don't explore it um but she does bring up kind of a a deeper thought about how her dad has been sick and she 
is worried if he'll be able to walk her down the aisle one day. That's one of her biggest dreams. And I, mm. I can definitely resonate with that. And it's a sad thought um, thinking that it might not be true or knowing that it's not true. So I think that that brings in an element that will help make Clayton's visit at her home more special, just knowing how yeah. much her dad means to her and, and even bringing in that marriage theme too with him walking her down the aisle. I think mm. it's setting everything up really well. Yeah, couldn't say it better myself. Um, so we've got mom and dad and then there's two sisters, I think they meet uh, in the evening. And... They seem really excited. They seem really like into the whole situation. Oh, they're so excited. The sister gives a toast and talks about how sh- how excited she is to have Clayton here and that it's just going to be so exciting to talk. And yeah, I'm so excited. And that's how the toast ends. Favorite, yeah. favorite part of all of hometowns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything, uh, anything about this hometown? I mean... It was pretty short, I think. Um, Susie checked in with her dad with his health. Health, um, like she told him that Clayton knows what to expect in regards to that. Um, then Clayton talks to the dad, um, who is maybe one of the friendliest dads I think that we've seen in a while. Um, they basically just like gas up Susie in this conversation. There's not really like a ton of tough questions for Clayton. I mean, that's what I would do if I was uh, yeah. the bachelorette. I'd just be like, let's focus on complimenting <laughs> your child. Yeah. Clayton says that he's tried and he can't even find a yellow flag. So Susie apparently in his mind is perfect. Mm, Not even a yellow it. flag. I'd say the big thing here is that Susie's mom almost throws a wrench in the entire operation. Um, you know, Clayton says that he is not telling any of the girls that he's in love with them, you know, out of respect for them and the process and respecting his heart. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't love Susie. But the way Susie's mom explains it to her, she kind of makes it seem, well, she straight up says like, he's not in love with you. (laughs) Yeah. Bad move by mom. And Susie cries. And so I think that, yeah, that was probably... And I don't even know if Susie's mom was intentionally trying to sabotage it or kind of twist his words, but I'm just like, girl, you're not helping the process. Yeah. Uh, Anything else on Susie's hometown? No, I think it was pretty solid as long as this mom drama doesn't cause Susie to doubt her relationship with Clayton in the future. Yeah, it seems like really the only thing they had in that whole one, in that whole hometown date. Uh, to cause any drama and it seemed a little a little unnecessary but they got to have something I guess Um, so we can move on next to the next hometown is Gabby Um, so they're headed up to Denver they're gonna climb some altitude uh, gonna go out for a hike in the outskirts of Denver hopefully Clayton had a day or two to get acclimated to the to the uh, altitude because if you just show up in Denver and try to go for a hike you can get winded real quick I wouldn't know because I haven't tried that hard to hike in Denver. <laughs> yeah. But I respect the hike hustle. Clayton looks like he's got a lot of air in his lungs. Yeah, he probably has big lungs. Um, <laughs> they 
they go so they go for a hike gabby like gives him a pocket knife so that he can fight off a bear if they encounter one i don't know that a pocket knife would help him at all he probably a small bear he could definitely just take on just from his size oh i would love to watch that um, but they just get great views. Gabby is being goofy. Clayton's being goofy with her. Just They just have a lot of fun together. They seem just like, yeah, they just seem to really enjoy being goofy together. And it brings out, I think, a good side in Clayton, being around Gabby. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, their relationship has grown on me. And you can see that there are serious parts to it. Overall, it's pretty um, lighthearted. But I think that you can see that the connection is genuine. Um, And, you know, Gabby's excited to introduce him to her family. She shares that she's disappointed that her dad can't be there because his longtime girlfriend has cancer. So they have to be really careful with the COVID situation. Um, But Clayton is able to meet her aunt and uncle who she's very close with. So that'll be special. Yeah, so in addition to her aunt and uncle, there is her grandpa, notably, and oh, her course. cousin. How could I forget? And um, Grandpa John is really helps bring Gabby into context. He's just very, uh, he's just very silly. He, I think, the first <laughs> thing he said to Clayton was some joke. Um, he called Gabby a dingbat. He calls Gabby a ding. He he calls Gabriella a dingbat. He always refers to her as Gabriella, which I like. That's and then a he calls her name. a ding, a lovable dingbat. Um, which dingbat is not a word I've heard in a long time. Uh, it's been a bit. But yeah, I think that he. I don't remember if he was talking to Clayton or to Gabby when he basically says like, you know, don't rush into anything. Um, you know, just because you're doing this show doesn't mean you necessarily have to get married or engaged right away um like yeah just take be smart about it so I think he had some like good wise advice um but then also some goofiness which is kind of what Gabrielle or what Gabby just Gabrielle like kind of what Gabby is like she's very goofy and silly but she does have some some wise words some big vocabulary um and so you can definitely see a lot of her uh grandpa a lot of her and a lot of her grandpa and her I don't know um but yeah I think that what else what else from this date I just think it's classic Gabby she's her phrasing just cracks me up Mm. she says she feels like she's been in a blender yeah I don't know like swirling around I don't know what metaphor she's trying to articulate here like everything's just all garbled and jumbled (laughs) swirling around yeah maybe um but yeah I just love her dynamic with her grandpa um and he he just you know doesn't even believe that anyone could love her truly this fast because she's so crazy and obviously he doesn't mean it in a hurtful way but I just I think that they're they're one in the same so it was very fun to see them together um and you know just to see his family or to see Clayton interact with her family and be a part of that more light-hearted dynamic um but I do think that since neither of Gabby's parents could be there that that could um, create some distance between Clayton and, and Gabby's family because he doesn't really know what it's like to be with her immediate family. 
Um, her parents are divorced, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it was mostly, I think, most of her, it was mostly about her dad, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if she's talked about her mom at all and whether she has a relationship with her. But yeah, it definitely felt like it was casting a bit of a pall over the whole evening. Um, I, she brought it up several times of just like, man, I wish dad was here. It just feels weird that he's not here. Um, but then lo and behold, there's a honk outside. Dun, dun, dun. Who could it be? Probably Jesse. Probably. Um, but no, it's her dad shows up. He's got some love actually cards, tells her how proud of he proud of her he is, all this stuff. Um, but it's kind of weird that they can't get, you know, even like within twenty feet, like the house is up on a hill and she just kind of stands at the top of the stairs and like talks to him. Or she kinda goes down a little bit, but she's like at the end of the driveway and he's at the other end. Um, and he, they don't even talk. It's, it's weird. Or at least we don't see them talk. You'd think that they could have some, that Clayton could come down. It was just kind of weird how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since it seems like he lives in town cause he drove. Producer's going to produce, man. They are. Um, got to get that love actually moment. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think she, it was really special to her to be able to see him. Clayton kind of got to, to see him and maybe even wave, um, but yeah, I think that, is there anything else? I mean, Clayton, Clayton seemed like he thought it went well. Yeah. Um, he felt comfortable with her family. Um, certainly no drama. Yeah, um, not really. So just kind of some, some jokes some some goofs. Is he feeling strongly about it? Like he can see himself being a part of this family? I don't know, but nothing bad happened. Yeah, and then something good did happen at the end. They're kind of out of the car saying goodnight, and Gabby uh, does tell him that she's falling in love with him. Um, she hadn't said it up to that point. I think she was the only one left who hadn't said it. Uh, and so she was she was waiting until the moment felt right, um, you know, probably making sure that things vibed well with her family. Um, but, yeah, she, she pulled out the, the falling in love with you and... Um, he seemed really, he's, every time anyone tells him that they're falling in love with him, he is just, he beams, he has such a huge grin. He loves being told it. (laughs) I love his smile. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else on Gabby's hometown? No, let's fly across the country (laughs) to the next one. It's just like two states over, not too far away. But next up is, uh, Serene from Oklahoma City. So they show up, he... Clayton is ready to not be in charge for a change. Um, Serene has got this date all planned out. Um, yeah, so we get some conversation about whether Clayton's afraid of heights. Uh, how high of heights are we talking about? And it's this like high ropes course thing um, that I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this because of like the harness system. I think maybe I could. I could do it. I've never really done. I've done like zip lines and stuff that were somewhat high, but high ropes is a different thing and I've never done it and I don't love heights. So I don't know if I'd be into this, especially the jumping off part. I don't know if I could do that part. Yeah, I think it is scary. And no matter how much you convince yourself, your legs are still wobbling when you get up there. Yeah. Uh, And Clayton is also like way too big for this thing. He... They're, they're like hooked in to this like whole system with 
like tracks with their harness so they don't even think i think have to unhook at all or at least not very often they it just kind of goes along with like these like tracks above them and he's his head is like base in in his helmet is basically like hitting the thing uh above his head he's just it's not made for people his size i don't know how he can stay upright when he's taller than the bar but i mean it's clear that his size is not working to his advantage because serene just kind of um completely eclipses him and is like racing across these little like tile type things and he's just like so scared and can't do it yeah he's like making a big fuss about it it. you know the whole thing and then she just kind of like skits across it um and is kind of laughing at him he's he's been really dramatic who knows if he's really that afraid or if he's he's just he's a good he's a good um he's a company man he he likes to to play it up for the cameras i think some um he also freaks out like i said about they they say it's 80 feet jump and they like jump and there's like a rope that stops them but then there's like a big thing at the bottom it's a big jump um i would be scared for sure but he makes a big deal about it he acts very scared but in the end maybe a good bonding experience for them but maybe not good enough (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) um but anything else in the daytime pretty standard yeah Sure. We jump right into um, Serene's hometown and meeting her family, which I was excited to see how this went since she's the only one in the top four that have that's gotten two one-on-one dates up to this point. So her hometown yeah, is pretty important. Right. Yeah. Um, her mom, Sherry, her brother, Roland, and her best friend, Melanie, are there. Um her parents divorced when she was two so dad won't be there um and she didn't really know what marriage looked like growing up this is you know i feel like they definitely contestants and leads definitely like to pull on which i think this is like real you kind of pull on the experience you have with marriage whether your parents are have been married for a long time and have a great marriage that you're looking to emulate or if they got divorced when you're young and you haven't had necessarily a great example Um, And so that came up here um, in this context. But, and she also hasn't really brought uh, guys home before. Um, Which, isn't she like 26 or 28? Therefore, it would be like her teenage years since she brought a guy home if it's been like 10 years. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that is crazy. It's a long time. I don't know. I don't remember. I think she's like 26 though. I think she's like more of the younger side. And obviously when you're bringing a guy home at 16, he probably lives in your neighborhood or goes to your high school and it's not the type the same type of feel yeah it's not serious as 26 so yeah for sure um but the big thing with this hometown was her her big brother roland um which also i just realized roland is the name of the mayor in schitt's creek um uh, it's gonna be hard to say the name but anyway his so they have some like big bro talk um you know, he's, he's, you know, pressing Clayton a little bit, making sure that he knows how big of a deal this is. And he's really worried for Serene that she's going to get hurt. Um, you know, he's been there for her in her life and in her relationships and helping her pick up the pieces after things have gone poorly. And he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't want that for his sister because he loves her. Right. And I think that, you know, this is kind of the first 
character (laughs) that we've seen on hometown so far this season that is actually giving Clayton any sort of pushback or um just like protective instinct yeah yeah so far it's been just kind of jokey lighthearted. you know my daughter is slash granddaughter is great you Mm. know it'll be fun let's let's talk about that um the other big thing was that how she talked she the fact that she uh talked about her cousin and grandma uh that like that was a big deal because she hasn't hardly talked to her family about it and so I think they were kind of probably a little shocked that she had talked to this relative stranger uh, about it and opened up to him. So um, he also, he got the question again of if if he was in love with her and he kind of gave the same answer that he's been giving, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not time to say that yet, or I'm not there yet. Um, Which if you're not super familiar with the show, you may not realize is just standard practice for the lead to not say those things and to be really guarded about it. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of a fun little like opportunity for for drama for sure. Oh yeah. But other than that, I think that her family is touched by how much she's opened up with him. They like him overall even if they want to protect against her getting hurt. Um but, you know, still not a dramatic or divisive hometown visit. Overall, I think pretty positive. Yeah. At the end, Serene isn't just falling in love. She is there. She is in love with Clayton and doesn't think the night could have gone any better. Um, You know, Clayton loved loved this, of course. He just loves hearing it. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably all with Serene's. Let's go on to Florida. Down to Florida. It is time for the finale, Rachel's hometown. Um, You know, at this point, Rachel, probably the front runner, we would we would think. And but the big thing um, with Rachel's hometown is we I don't know if we get it teased. I don't remember at what point, but pretty early on, she kind of warns Clayton. My dad is a tough nut to crack when it comes to guys. Um, and I don't know. If, I think she probably probably the end of their daytime that she brings this up. But. That's kind of the big the big suspense is is how is it going to go with Rachel's dad? But first, um, it's time for the daytime. Rachel got sick over the weekend, um, a party too hard or something. Her voice is just like really. Hi guys. Yeah, she had like so no voice. Um, they kind of have a fun little silly moment where they kind of flip things around and they kind of jokingly have him pretend to do like a jump hug onto her which of course if he actually did that for real he would crush her and she would die um but they just kind of have a fun moment there uh and they have a little kayak ride they're in a little tandem kayak in some florida backwaters i mean it's very like it's somewhat pristine and seems somewhat like sanitized but still, water, I don't I don't mess with no fresh water in Florida. This is a surefire way to either, one, get a brain-eating amoeba, mm. or two, have your brains eaten by a alligator. Yeah, or a Burmese python. True. They have those now in Florida. Big problem. So, I just was not in love with this, especially because the kayak did not look super stable. It was transparent, too. Yes. Which and- was kind of cool. 
And, like, how do you hold someone like Clayton in a kayak in general, but especially with another person in yeah, there? Yeah, that center of gravity way too high. And so I, I was just, like, R- Rachel seemed oddly calm. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's her it's her stomping ground, so she's probably used to doing that type of thing. It's probably her idea. It just scared me. Yeah, no, it's tough. But thankfully, the biggest thing that they really have to freak out about is a really large spider um, but it's kind of off in the distance, um, probably not even that close to them because it seemed like it was a pretty far zoomed in shot that we saw. So it wasn't like imminently threatening them. And they clearly weren't that afraid because they freaking jump into this water. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, they find a kissing tree. They make out for a bit. They jump in the water in their swimsuits. Um, you know, they're all over each other and, but then they're also in this water and like, you guys are making out in the water. What if an alligator comes? This is bad. I'm glad they did not get eaten or infected. Good work. Yeah. I have here that there's no chance that Rachel goes home. The physical connection they have, he's going to want to explore more. Um, she's a lock. Ha ha ha. She's a lock for getting a rose at the end of this episode. Um, but yeah, then at the end of this, she warns that her dad is will be his will be Clayton's biggest critic, and um, that he has never liked anyone that she's brought home. So that is definitely an ominous thing to be told. Is like, yeah, my dad hates everyone, every guy. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, this is um, just what everyone wants to hear. Yeah, so it's on to the nighttime. Her parents, Mary and Tony, and then her friends, Sam and Nate, are there. Um, is she an only child? I'm guessing that's what's going on here. I guess so. Um, I don't really remember anything about Sam and Nate. Obviously, it was two weeks ago, but I also just don't remember because most of the focus was on on the dad. Um, but yeah, they talk about all the places they go. They kind of give a recap. Rachel talks about how she got, like, all of the group date roses over the last couple weeks they're like cheering for her like she won the pageant yeah her mom oh we know that this is how you do it rach good job yeah her mom does seem like kind of a pageant mom kind of crazy (laughs) super excited but then on the opposite extreme her dad tony is just given like the death glare it looks like he's also maybe crying (laughs) it's kind of confusing it's a lot i would have been a little bit overwhelmed had that been me for sure I think it was the whole situation was um, intense, um, but you know her friends seem relatively happy. They're surprised, slightly worried, but nothing huge there. Um, but her friends also warn Clayton about about Dad. Oh yeah, everybody is like trouble with Tony. Even the friends <laughs> trouble with Tony. Um. But yeah, so then it's time for the big moment where Clayton and Tony go to talk. They like go out to the porch. Um, Tony says that he's an old-fashioned guy. People have to prove themselves to him, like to, that they're they're decent people, um, for him to trust them with his daughter. Um, and but he says that he offered to beat up her last boyfriend. That's intense. Um, I wouldn't. I would be terrified. I mean, Clayton's a big guy, but Tony. Is I mean, a big guy, and he has he talks a big game too. He's a different breed. Yeah, no, he's got that little bit of crazy in his eyes that you need. Um, I mean, I think Clayton is big enough that he would be okay. But yeah, no, you don't even want to be in that situation. 
Um, but he handles it. Clayton handles it super well. He kind of says all the right things. You know, he is like understands his concerns. He's very like thankful that he's even like being willing to do this. Um, but Tony has some questions. Um, and that's kind of the ominous thing before the commercial break. They're really hyping this up. Um, but then we don't even get right back into it after the commercial. Um, we kind of cut to Rachel talking to her mom, says that she could totally see Clayton as her husband. Um, but then it's back to the questions. Yeah. I, I think that Tony, he just, he doesn't blink. He just keeps his That's eyes. For sure. He keeps his eyes on Clayton. You can't see his face move at all, but yet he's speaking, and he's just asking if like Clayton really knows what he's getting into. Does he really know Rachel, or is he caught up in all of the excitement and pizzazz the of this experience? Which yeah. is so fair because this is not real life at all. And so, does he realize the commitment it's going to take to? be a husband to somebody who does have big career dreams and is dreaming about a career that is very um just non-traditional where she is traveling all the time as a pilot so i mean tony is asking asking the fair cues no those are really good questions um clayton reveals that he has been dreaming about getting down on one knee for rachel um to propose um yeah i think but overall i think this this went well for clayton uh tony ended up not being that mean um maybe he softened realized that he can't beat up her her 20 his 26 year old daughter 28 i don't remember how old she is you know he can't beat up his mid to late 20s daughter's boyfriends anymore especially since it's clayton uh mountain, (laughs) mountain of a man maybe it was clayton that made him change his mind um, but Clayton is also very nice um, in this episode. In this episode, and in general, from what we've seen. Um, but yeah, I think they definitely do all they can. The show does to hype up these situations. Tony was a character, um, but maybe not as he needs to take some lessons from Barb. <laughs> Tony um, does not give his blessing though, but he says not he's yet. going to be engaged in code where he'll like tap his arm if he gives decides to give him um his blessing he has to talk to rachel Af- first yeah is what he's saying but i talk to my daughter first i love that he won't say it out loud uh to clayton or even in front of the group I he's going good, to do his signal it's a good move i think that was great and of course you know it gives you something to watch for it's like oh i'm gonna be watching for when they say goodbye do they shake hands and does he get, you know, kind of the elbow pat of the kind of the full handshake? I mean, I'm not surprised that this is his MO because it's got major Italian mafia vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, so Tony and Rachel get a chance to talk. Um, Rachel reassures him that she is falling in love with Clayton, that she's totally into it. He is seems shocked uh, at this. His eyes kind of shoot up uh, at this revelation. Um, but they get a little emotional talking, kind of the father-daughter dynamic. Um, and he tells her that, you know, he trusts her. If Clayton is what she wants, He's he seems okay with it. 
and then it's time that's the end they're saying their goodbyes and we get the handshake and arm pat big moment we were excited to see it i think i exclaimed didn't they like wasn't there some sort of special effect to emphasize it that abc did no i don't think so i think it just kind of happened it wasn't like the the thing that they did earlier this season where they were like blinking someone's age um well then maybe i added a special effect to the moment in my mind yeah or i did with my exclamation maybe that's what you're thinking of maybe um but to wrap up the night rachel tells clayton that if she was falling in love with him before she's falling even harder now um she is all in totally about it um but Clayton on his own, he's starting to realize that he's going to have to hurt someone. He's really worried. He's gotten up close and personal with their families. It feels more real now. Um, and he is, he's pretty worried about this. Um, he has some, and during Fantasy Suites, the next episode, he really has some further revelations <laughs> about the fact that he's going to hurt people. Mm. Um, but we'll get into that later on. So we jump into the rose ceremony and honestly, I did not know how it would go because all of the hometowns were relatively painless. And so I thought, you know, overall, based on other interactions um, in the season, Gabby might go home because the connections just seem stronger for sure with Rachel and Susie. And then Serene's gotten two one-on-one dates. So... I mean, I guess it's Gabby, but there's not necessarily a reason about her hometown versus anybody else's that made me think that. So I don't know. It was a crapshoot. Yeah, um, it was definitely I was definitely interested to see what direction he was going to go with this. But um, they're back at the mansion um, in L.A. and we kind of get a little recap. We get our we get a, a check in from our top two. Susie is a little concerned about what her mom told her, which was not super accurate she needed to offer a little bit more context she didn't it was a kind of a game of telephone she didn't quite communicate correctly what what Clayton told her but so she Susie's kind of worried that Clayton isn't really in love with her um and isn't falling for her so um but Rachel's confident um she she knows that she's gonna make it at least to the next week um but yeah um it's time for the rose ceremony Clayton is uh he lets out a shaky exhale i noticed that i don't do you remember this where he like he like walks up and he's and he's like shaky he's so nervous he's gonna have to get rid of someone that he's really into which is tough because he's got a good top four yeah it would be hard so the rose order goes Susie, and then gabby and then Rachel, we, I think Gabby going second surprised us since we thought that she was, it was going to be probably her Serene. Yeah. Um, and so then Rachel gets the last rose, which uh, I think does come up later uh, that she was worried about having gotten the last rose, that she wasn't her, his number one first locked in pick. Well, he's got, he's already affirmed her so many times with roses. Maybe he's got to start helping other people like Gabby who everybody thought was not really that high on his list feel more affirmed and that their relationship is growing by giving her a rose before Rachel I don't know what the tactics are but um I was just shocked to see Serene go home just because you know they 
their connection had really deepened and she had two one-on-one dates and so I don't know I I was just I was surprised yeah and and she was too I think she she acted kind of confused because he did tell her that he had no reservations with her Um, and it's just tough because you do ultimately you do really like all the people and you just have to kind of figure out who you like the least most it's tough it's so tough because she also isn't seeing you know his connections with the other women necessarily but she will now yeah um after the credits we were back to denver um on the daytime portion of gabby in, in clayton's hometown and she wants to see clayton's toes um she's surprised at his toenails and how well groomed they are but she doesn't like toe hair she thinks he's like a hobbit or something i think she says (laughs) um and it's just some classic some classic gabby and clayton goofing around um we do love those after credit scenes for sure (laughs) all right well i think that's all for hometowns should we jump right into um well probably we can give a quick break talk about very briefly women tell all which happened on monday yeah i guess this really is a three for one episode i don't think i think we have like two things to say about women tell all probably for sure unless you have anything the main things i would the the, my main takeaways from women tell all um which it was just a classic women tell all just rehash all the same drama everyone yells at the same time at each other mostly at the villains i think Um, they're getting meaner i think they're getting meaner and they're yelling more and they're also fighting harder for airtime i mean gosh sierra had a response to every single question she annoyed me so much this in in the women's hall and i mean shanae truly the worst but they were also so cruel to her. They were no better than her in some ways. I mean, like saying she looked like she had a diaper on and all this stuff. Like, yeah, cruel stuff. Yeah, they really were. It. it one thing that I will, uh, I'm, I'll be transparent. I was listening to. This isn't my idea, not my original idea, but I really thought it was a good point. Uh, Nick Fial's podcast recap of of this. He was talking about how, like the women who were like the everyone else except for Shanae were like talking about how she had bad character and all these things and attacking her character but then ultimately it's like if you are a person of good character you can't just because they're bad and you tried to take the high road that doesn't excuse you taking the low road like you don't get to it's kind of hypocritical to criticize someone's character if you're going to eventually stoop to their level like good character is like taking the high road always and not name calling or bullying or whatever. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, they kind of, it just all sucks. It's, you know, it's trash TV. It's fun. It's entertaining, but ultimately these people mostly are kind of mean. Some of them stayed above the fray. I think like Marlena, I think did, uh, there was a couple other women who didn't chime in much. Like, I don't think Teddy really got into it at all. Um, and these are smart moves for anyone who wants to like be the bachelorette. Um, but, <laughs> but engaging it's, it's kind of, you have to decide because engaging in all the, all the drama name calling and yelling is probably a good way to help you get on paradise. Gotta get that screen time. 
Uh, my favorite part of Women Tell All was when they did a highlight reel from Jesse's time as the Oh, bachelor. that was so good. He was so bad at it. Like, he, he just could not get a word out. They, yeah, they showed a lot of bloopers of him stammering and, yeah, just not forming coherent <laughs> sentences. It was pretty good. And I would have cracked that, up. It was like that old school bachelor. I mean, he was like, like the eighth bachelor or something. So, like, you know, mid to late 2000s. Uh, just so funny, bad style, bad styles, um, or just, you know, outdated styles, I guess. Um, I want them to do a retro bachelor season where they like dress and do some similar dates and have some similar themes, um, like they used to have, but they do it with, you know, people from 2022. Right. They... Yeah, I got to do some throwbacks. They're doing, I mean, we do getting the show. We're getting really retro with the courtship, which is it ABC. I don't think, I think it's NBC maybe. I don't know. There's a new dating show that's like Regency, Victorian era, um, which I don't think we're going to watch. Probably no, not. I don't like the Victorian era. Yeah. My other takeaway was that I'm surprised that they didn't have any, any kind of gags about shrimp in the women to law. They could have brought everyone out. A plate of shrimp, like maybe Shanae could have could have had some shrimp that she gave everyone kind of as a trolley thing or just give everyone like a little shrimp plushy pillow thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm missed, surprised. They missed that up. That was their big thing. They had the shrimp counter on the TV. I'm just surprised that they, this seems off brand for them. But anyway, anything else about the women's hall before we get into the fantasy suites episode? No, let's get to the good stuff. okay yeah (laughs) i mean or the bad stuff true truly um they are going to iceland for the end of the season jealous um which we're hoping to also do soon (laughs) um and now that we've seen it we especially got to get there Mm -hmm. uh i want to do the doom buggy date anyway you're not into that no (sighs) i'd rather go to i don't think they even did it but they didn't go to like to the lagoon where you Mm. well Um, maybe that's where you went with Susie. Mm, no it was like a spa thing mm. it was commercialized um anyway i it, it looks like clayton is on this flight all by himself to iceland <laughs> it really does but yeah this type of like moment makes me really want like a making of series of the bachelor or like a little mini documentary like i just want to know like my assumption is that all four of them all four of the characters are flying on the same flight together to Iceland. Like, surely they're all on the same plane. Like, they're not going to put them on separate planes. I mean, surely the women would be together. But they're not... Like, that just seems so logistically not smart. But then how do they regulate time spent with Clayton on the flight? Well, they put them... They put them in the back of the plane. They put Clayton in the front. There's producers between them, and they don't let them talk. Like, that's easy to do. It just seems foolish to, like... Like, they're not going to rent out an entire commercial flight and have it empty with just The Bachelor and some of the crew. <laughs> like, that seems crazy to me. I just can't. I mean, ABC is crazy. That's true. It is The Bachelor. They never would with The Bachelorette. You know The Bachelorette and all the cast and all the crew fly everywhere on the same plane. With all the coach. general public. Right. Yeah, all coach. Um, but, yeah, maybe they do. But it's like, if you're going to have him, like, it's probably more efficient to just, like, fly a private jet than to rent out an entire commercial flight. If you can even do that. Iceland Airman, they make <laughs> dreams happen. Perhaps. But 
anyway, that I just I want to know more. Sometimes it's like I want to know. I'm interested just in like filmmaking and behind the scenes stuff. I like to know how stuff works. For sure. I could use that with this. Um, but it maybe also might ruin some of the magic. I mean, I already have it ruined for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we get some classic women sitting together awkwardly in the hotel because they all know what's about to happen over the next week and it's really awkward and they're getting deeper feelings and it's just more difficult to be around the others surely they didn't used to do that i feel like i i think that i i remember hearing that because peter season was the first i watched i remember people talking about how it was like extra cruel that they made all the women stay in the same place. I don't think that they used to do that. And if I'm remembering correctly, I have I did watch Sean Lowe's season, which is older, and I don't think they all stayed together. Yeah, I don't remember it from the first few seasons I watched. So, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. And it's just awkward. And what do you talk about? And then especially in the case of this season, you've got Susie, who we find out does not want... Clayton to be intimate with anybody else and so like you're seeing these girls come back and they're not going to explicitly share whether or not they were intimate and so you're just having to like look at them and make these judgments and have thoughts run through your mind and that's just awkward no matter what your feelings are about sex but especially if you're um you know not wanting to do it yourself or have him be with multiple women yeah before you get engaged yeah yeah um but yeah it's always awkward i mean we similar similar dynamic with like it's been every season but there's definitely a somewhat similar dynamic in peter's season with madison which she did kind of give him a bit of an ultimatum going into this week that like this was a big deal to her if you if you if you screw around uh I, i'm not gonna be able to, i'm not gonna be okay with that and this is not gonna work uh and we all know how that went down <laughs> um so the first date though the first fantasy suite week date goes to rachel um she got the last rose but the first date this time um they meet up in the middle of nowhere um in the middle of the icelandic countryside uh amongst the heather and the tundra i don't know what the i don't know what it's all called um but they go on a helicopter ride see the country um great views you know good times but then they find out that they're or i guess they maybe clayton knows but they're going to go down 400 feet into an inactive volcano of course not an active volcano that would be silly um but yeah they're going to go down into it uh 400 feet um, I don't know what they have down there. 400 feet deep but into it's, a volcano. It's 400 feet. Oh, wait. Is it 400 feet? They said it like six or seven times. It, it got a little monotonous. Um, but yeah, it was... I don't even remember. I think I maybe wasn't paying super close attention. Was there anything interesting down there? It just seemed like it was like a cave. In the cave, she um, asked him about hometowns and how that went. Right. And he's like, yeah, your dad was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I think she expresses some, like, worry, or maybe that was over dinner. I don't know. She's, like, she's a little worried about the fact that she got the last rose. It's mm-hmm. made her feel a little insecure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, there's nothing, like, there was nothing super, no new revelations. Just kind of a standard fantasy suite date 
do some fun stuff in a cool spot. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, he does say at dinner that he's falling in love with her. And um, he, like, teases it up, making it sound yeah. like he's going to say something bad. The classic lead up makes it sound like it's negative. Yeah. There's something that's been weighing on me. Just Is it weighing? I guess it's weighing on you. I guess good things <laughs> weigh on you if you're, like... It's just, yeah, the language, the choices of words that he was using. Clayton did say in The Women Tell All that sending home Serene and having her say that she was doubting the feelings that he had for her because he never really expressed them caused him to want to open up and just be more direct with the other women. And if what he said on Women Tell All is true, then it does explain how he just kind of like really go goes full throttle in the fantasy suite episodes and is like saying you know that he loves Rachel um at dinner and that's quite the segue into an overnight date like putting that out on the table during dinner yeah I mean that's yeah I mean if you're gonna spend the night with someone you should probably be in love married ideally but at least in love. <laughs> so, I mean, they obviously do accept the key to forfeit their individual rooms and yes, stay together as a couple. Line. I wonder if that's been the same line they've used since the first season. It's for as long as I can remember. Um, and, you know, it just, yeah, it's pretty clear that there was some um, intimacy. Yeah, they, um, yeah, I don't know. They definitely, nice accommodations, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get the classic, you know, they're making out on the bed, I think, and then the camera backs out. And next morning, the the camera pans in on the dress. The dress on the floor and the <laughs> stilettos. It's just too much, ABC, it's too much. It's, yeah, yeah, we get it. Um, but they can't even, they can't even get through making breakfast without making out. Getting some kitchen makeouts yeah. on the counter, maybe a little too close to the stove. Maybe well, it makes me wonder if it's one of those situations where their physical connection is just so much stronger than their emotional connection. Um, and I do think they have somewhat of an emotional connection, but I think it could be stronger with other women there. And um, I think the physical connection makes it seem like Rachel's more of a front runner than she maybe really is. Um, so I don't know, just my hypothesis, it, things aren't always as they seem, but as he's leaving, he does do this kind of weird, kind of cute little like call back at her saying, I love you, Rachel. Well, she, she calls out to him and tees it up and it's, it'd be awkward if he didn't, she says, I love you. She doesn't say I'm, I'm in love with you. I'm falling in love. She like says a full throated I'm, I love you and it would be awkward for him to like not meet it at the same level at that point and yeah he does the whole like I'm in love with you Rachel kind of his whole thing in his deep voice that I can't do so I have to like R.I.P. do the thing but well I wonder if it was like kind of a strategic tactic to like not say those exact words until they were like kind of in public her on the balcony him on the road already outside of the um accommodations <laughs> so that then he kind of feels pressured to say it I don't know I or maybe she had already said it who knows but 
uh it's the first time we had heard it <laughs> so yeah um so and then of course interspersed throughout this whole evening nighttime overnight portion of this date we get these um we get worried Susie um just get the the back and forth Susie I'm just worried I'm stressed I don't know what he's gonna do I don't know what they're up to meanwhile they're like making out whatever getting hot and heavy in the bedroom and it's just classic classic editing great job great job ABC you know how to do your thing on fantasy suites um but yeah she is like it's totally reasonable right like she is like if you think that you're gonna pick me at the end don't like if you're gonna propose to me don't go sleeping with other two two other people um which is what the show is uh one thing i've heard is that like when you're on the show like it is like the feelings are real and the um like it feels like real life like you get like you forget that like you don't forget it's a show but when you have the feelings that are real it's only natural that like the same rules uh that you put on or like the same norms and expectations that you have about like dating and the these things that surround these feelings like would start to like you can't just ignore them and so it's like totally reasonable i think it's hard it's like a catch-22 sort of where it's like, yeah, you're on the show, you should know what to expect, but it's also like totally reasonable that that's what, how people end up acting um, and like being worried about and how they kind of process the thing. Um, yeah, it's tough. I think that's fair. And it's just awkward because Rachel comes back and Gabby and Susie can't really get a sense of what happened, but they also don't really want to know if they're being honest with themselves. Right. Um, but overall, Gabby seems way more okay with, you know, accepting the reality of this situation and the possibility that he might be intimate with multiple women and Susie's just not about it, which you wouldn't want that to be the case in real life either. So I get that. Yeah. Um, so time for Gabby's, Gabby's date. Yeah, apparently yeah. she's next. We don't have another date card for her. but she Yeah, just... there was no date card. She just kind of gets up from their conversation. She's like, well, I better get ready. It's like, we didn't know you were next. But of course, it should have been obvious that since Susie was the one that was worried, um, that Gabby would be next and that Susie would have to go last. Um, they did the same thing with Madison. Madison went last on Peter's season, and she was the one who was not okay with all the things. You know, if they go first and they do get intimate, and she's like, hey, if you're going to pick me, don't like I expect you to not do this with other people um but she gets to go last of course and doesn't get the chance to tell him first um but yeah they Gabby is hoping for a cruise with some champagne some strawberries maybe maybe some whale watching um but no they're gonna get in the sand on an ATV dune buggy ride um on some black sand beaches which I think would be really fun I'd be into that I don't know about you. I know cruise, a cruise is probably more your speed. I would rather do an Icelandic cruise. Yeah, so they, they go on their ride. Clayton is really pedal to the metal. He's really flying. They're they're uh, doing some, some, you know, it's sand and it's kind of, it's bumpy. They're, you know, I was like, it's a little faster, Clayton. They were bouncing up and down. I mean, I think it's fine. Um, I don't think it's like the most dangerous thing ever. People, 
I think based on my experiences of life, I think people generally overrate the dangerousness of ATVs, but it's also like, I, I guess I grew up around people who like started driving ATVs when they're five or whatever. And so it's like, when you grew up around something, you become really like familiar and you know what the boundaries are, you know how to like do it safely. Um, and on the show, they're always like, people always talk about like, it's so dangerous and they're wearing helmets and it just kind of makes me laugh because, um, like don't drive them on the road. That's like, I do know someone who got like almost died from <laughs> crashing into a car driving his ATV on the road. But, um, yeah, it, it's just funny. Uh, but yeah, no, he did. They were getting bouncy. He was going fast. Gabby thought it was maybe a little too fast. Uh, but that was literally all they did, it seemed like. They just did this ride and then chatted in a little restaurant. Yes, and Clayton was looking like Vilma from Scooby-Doo. He had his uh, bright orange turtleneck on, <laughs> and it just did not look right on him. But um, anyway, gotta he's got to be goofy around Gabby, I guess, including his outfits, which his fashion overall is nothing to be admired. So yeah. It definitely, he, he takes some chances and has some wins, but also some misses. Um, but yeah, they, they talk about, they talk about hometowns. Um, he liked her family. They thought it went well, you know, standard stuff, but it's time for dinner. They kind of talk about their date. Um, Clayton appreciates that Gabby was the first to open up, which is how the show goes. The, the contestants open up about their feelings first, specifically about the, I love you feelings, and, um, and so he, it's this big lead up into him telling her that he is falling in love with her. Two for two. Yeah. They kiss and then they do the whole fantasy <laughs> card and, and key. Um, obviously I think it's just the same key every time it's this old skeleton key, um, this old tiny key, but, uh, yeah, they, they go, their suite is, um, it's like a geodesic dome. It's one of those kind of cool things. It's like half of it is glass so they can look at the stars and there's some like northern lights happening at one point, um, which is, I've always wanted to see the northern lights. Yes. Um, maybe we'll get to see them when we somehow get to Iceland one day. Um, they've got like a really nice looking hot tub, some chocolate and strawberries, but we don't see them get into any of that because they're just straight to the bedroom, honestly, from what we see. Um, they're ready to get into it. Uh, and so they, seems like they do. Um, and meanwhile, of course, through all of this, we get a cut of Susie walking down a spiral staircase appropriately and she's spiraling. Um, she's really worried. She's worried about the worst case scenario, which is what is happening is that he's sleeping with two people. Um, she feels like it's ending. This was prophetic. Um, but it's okay because she's going to be the next Bachelorette, totally. Oh, it seems I'm sure. Like, uh, I mean, if it's not her, I don't know who it'll be. I mean, maybe like, maybe Susie, or not Susie, uh, Susie's who we're talking about. Maybe like Serene or Teddy. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not Teddy. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like it. I think Teddy is too stiff. Yeah. She seems like she wouldn't be great. Serene seems like she would be awesome. But, but yeah, it's next morning, all the same shots of the clothes on the ground, wink, wink, at the audience. Um... But yeah, we don't really, that's really, I mean, all he does kind of the same yell thing, which felt really weird that he did it for both of them. Um, but he did, he downgraded it because she didn't, she didn't uh, up the ante. 
he he downgraded it to I'm, I'm falling in love with you but it was still kind of in the same yelly voice from a distance um which i guess is kind of a cool thing but you you should reserve that for for the final person and not say it to two different people yeah i mean this whole thing was like a deja vu of the the first fantasy suite it's like how can we distinguish their the connection between these two women he's like pulling all the same moves yeah but gabby gets back to chat with the women uh awkwardly she talks about how they had a yurt (laughs) um well it's more like an igloo but yeah i mean it's kind of a a geodesic dome definitely is more akin to an igloo than a yurt um but i guess not super unlike a yurt i guess it's not totally absurd for her to call it that um but a yurt is definitely more central asia Mm. step you know whatever um and she talks about how it had a big bed in the middle tmi gabby and then Susie for some reason says makes a comment about her bedhead um just awkwardness all around so who knows what the deal is why they're doing this um, but yeah, as alluded to earlier this episode, Clayton uh, is kind of having this moment where he's realizing, oh shoot, I have told all of these women that I'm like in love and falling in love with them, slept with two of them, <laughs> got another one to go. This is, I'm going to like shatter some people. <laughs> he's just, you know, maybe you should have thought that through before you did all this stuff, Clayton. Clayton. Oh, men and their classic. Um, what's the word? The head dichotomy. No, it's <laughs> they have stunted growth in their frontal lobes. Oh uh, yes, the undeveloped frontal cortex is yes. prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Yep. Oopsies, but it's Susie's date. Uh, what do they do? What do they do? They they go to a spa. Oh right. And yeah, 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 yeah. it's like they they first meet each other and like the wind it's is so windy. A hundred miles they per hour. Have subjected her to this. They can't even really talk or yeah. hug because they're gonna get blown away. Yeah, and right off, even with that, it's kind of ruining the vibe for for Susie. She's not loving it. It's not romantic, and it's just strange. Yeah. And they go to this spa where they have to like be submerged in cold water and have a cold shower and then go in the sauna. And it's just like really uncomfortable and really just like, it's not relaxing or fun. And it's, yeah, it's just, and, and not romantic either. It's definitely the worst of the three dates. It's just, it's just weird. She does seem to warm up to it a little bit near the end. There's like, there's some water under the waterfall makeouts. Um, and some good moments like that. I don't really, there wasn't really like much else though mm-hmm. uh, with the daytime. They just kind of have this spa time. Uh, I think they probably did also talk about their hometown and how that mm-hmm. went at some point. Um, but the big thing with this date uh, was the nighttime portion. Mm. Um, Susie was looking her best in her green dress. She looked great. She yeah. was, I, I think she was hoping that her good looks, um, and this, the look she was serving would kind of, um, ease the difficult conversation she was planning to have all along about how she, you know, really hoped that he wasn't intimate with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of get into, I'm not even, I'm not sure. Um, I don't have notes for the rest of the episode, um, but yeah, they, they kind of get into the conversation. They're having saying all the normal things, but then 
at some point they kind of um, start talking about she kind of breaks that she kind of breaks the the silo uh, of the other relationships and kind of asks like hey what's I'm going last um, you know this I've taken this very seriously sex is very important to me um, and it would be really hard for me if you know, if you had expressed, I think he had already told, I think he told her, had he already told her going into this that he was like in love with her or had he not? I don't think he had said it to anyone yet. No. So he does say at dinner before she, um, talks about the other relationships that he is, um, in love with her. Right. And he, oh, I remember he said at the beginning of this episode, he like specifically was like, I'm like in love with three women, especially Susie. There's something Mm -hmm. like that where it seemed like Susie was at the top of his list going into this. And so she's basically like, great, I'm glad that you love me, uh, but I am cognizant of the fact that there's two other relationships that you have going on here. And I need to know like, do you love them too? What's the deal? What happened the last couple nights? Um, and he's trying to like, he's trying to be kind of coy. He's being like, I, I will admit I, I do, I have like fallen in love with another woman. Um, I've, I have, been, intimate. I have been intimate with, with another woman. And at one point he like slips up and says something about like, they or them and he like uses like a like a plural pronoun uh and then kind of like quickly corrects himself but then he's like stammering and he's like fine like both of them (laughs) and he's just like oh my gosh Clayton like and that's a bad look like if you're trying to play it like coy and keep it vague and then you end up like slipping up and having like that's way for Susie like that's worse yeah for her like that makes her more mad that he was trying to make it seem like maybe it was just one uh when all along it was both um and didn't feel like he could share that with her and this is like a problem for her she pulls a Clayton and like leaves the conversation to go think about things um and kind of storms off and you know he at first upon hearing this obviously he's really upset that you know she didn't tell him um, because it may have changed his behavior with the other women, but also he, um, you know, he, he just feels like they should be able to move forward, that she should forgive him if she's really committed to making the relationship work because people make mistakes, problems come up and you work through them. Um, and Susie is just kind of saying, you know, obviously, um, I just thought that the option of being intimate with other women wouldn't even cross your mind because you knew to respect our relationship. And Clayton does even say like that he's the most in love with her. And I mean, just from my perspective, if you already know going into fantasy suites that you are the most in love with one person there, then you like probably should not be intimate with anybody else not only to like give more affirmation to the top person that you've already chosen in your mind 
but also so that, you know, you can really like sort through your feelings and pour into that top relationship more. Um, because if you can already tell without sex that you have somebody in mind that you want to get married to, then why like complicate it? Um, by adding sex into like the equation for the women that you don't rank as highly as Susie. It just, it doesn't make sense. And so I think that both of them have like merit and, you know, maybe it would have been better if Susie said something to Clayton proactively, but also I don't think it's like off, like off base for Susie to think that he would know to do the right thing anyway. Um, so it's just a complicated situation, but as soon as Susie leaves the table and Clayton goes outside, I think that that's when things really take a turn for the worse and it doesn't seem like Clayton is open to, um, you know, seeing this go forward, even if Susie changes her mind, the, the vibe is just very negative. Yeah. He, we kind of, for the first time we see Clayton get pretty, mad I would say like he was pretty upset um he thought that he had been wronged um which like I guess you can kind of see where he's coming from like I guess in his perspective like she should if if it was this big of a deal to her she should have figured out how to tell him this before um and from her perspective it's like this is such a big deal to me that if you have to be told this then you probably like if if you do this without just because I don't tell you, like you probably, we're not on the same pages anyway. So yeah. I think either way, it, it's pretty clear that the, I think he says like, I don't even, he's like, I don't even like see you anymore. Or like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. Looking some at you, big, I, I can't recognize you anymore. Yeah. Some like it's big so declarative funny. dramatic statement, you know, I'm so broken, you know, it's, it's all this stuff. Uh, he is good at the big dramatic, um, he's he's dramatic I mean he just really explodes and she can't even get a word in and he's like you know what we're done nope doesn't matter what you say like I don't know you anymore well, and she was too I mean she made it clear that she's like yeah no like I'm yeah I I'm mean done. she she I think she was done with the relationship like she knows that tonight's the last night but I think she truly was trying to continue to talk it out and at least right. end like, on, on good terms, terms yeah. and give him an opportunity to at least validate her perspective. That's what stood out to me is like he was on the defense from the first word out of his mouth. Never at one point did he say like, I totally understand why it would be hard for you to learn that I am intimate with other women or I totally understand why you wouldn't want me to be intimate with other women he never validates her once and I think she was waiting for that and just like she realized as he was exploding that she was never going to get that and so I think she also just wanted things to end because he was being cruel and just like yelling um and so she just says you know I'm just disappointed that this is ending like this and gets into the car says to the camera like I'm just shocked that like even if we had different opinions about this that that conversation went so poorly and that he just acted so cruelly and I totally resonate with that Clayton's character oof, it was not a good look in that moment and um I think that that's gonna hurt um just like how people see him for the rest of this season, at least, I mean. Oh, I think his his bachelor reputation is tainted. I think that this 
type of that type of performance really it was gaslighting yeah sort of i maybe i mean i think that term is overused but yeah no i think it's just a bad look i think it is poorly handled i don't think that he i I don't know that people were loving his bachelor performance anyway he like did good the like previous couple episodes as we talked about liking liking him more um but yeah this just kind of this is kind of going to be hard to I think this is going to be a big part of his legacy on this, in this universe, in this cinematic universe. (laughs) For sure. And that's really where the episode ends. We don't get a rose ceremony. Um, We don't see how uh, Rachel and Gabby react to the fact that um, Susie went home and that, you know, really we've already got the top two defined because of Susie's departure. So what does that, mean for the finale i don't know clayton just uh tells the producers that he doesn't think that he can move forward he's done it's over and maybe it is we'll see next week yeah i don't think he's gonna end up with anyone i think he ends up alone i think so too i mean i think that if Susie had this reaction to knowing that he was intimate with other women um you know i think that there's a possibility that the other women are going to be upset about that um, because we we do see in previews that he informs them of that. Um, And he also, I think, is going to change his level of effort into the relationships. He admitted to everyone that he was most in love with Susie and he feels like he can't go on having her out of the running. And so does he even want to end up with either Rachel or Gabby? his heart might not be in it anymore either. So there's just a lot of questions. Um, And so keep watching. Stay tuned with us. And next week we'll see you for our final episode of this season to recap both parts one and two of the finale. Yeah. Hopefully it'll it'll come out when it comes out Uh, (laughs) as as our lives allow for it and uh but it'll probably be it'll probably be more unscheduled than these last couple couple episodes we've really enjoyed this journey with you as yes. we like to say in bachelor it's nation been a journey so thank you for listening we'll see you next week this has been in it for the long haul with zeke and lexi hall <laughs> <laughs>